The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to ABM for Everyone Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about how account-based marketing is becoming a strategy for marketers working in businesses of all shapes and sizes. Joining us today is Randy Barshak, who's the CMO of Rollworks, which is an account-based marketing platform designed for ambitious B2B companies to align their marketing and sales teams to confidently grow revenue. Powered by proprietary data and machine learning, Rollworks solutions address the needs of organizations both large and small, for those with the best-in-class ABM program to those who are just beginning their exploration by empowering teams to identify their target accounts, reach their key buyers across multiple channels, and measure programs' effectiveness in their systems of record. And today, Randy and I are going to kick off ABM Week by talking about why ABM is for everyone in 2021. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Randy Barshak, CMO of Rollworks. Randy, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me, Ben. I'm glad to be here and glad to kick off ABM Week. Very excited to have you as our guest. Honored to have Rollworks as a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast. Thank you very much for your support. You mentioned we're doing ABM Week. We're not just doing ABM Week. We're doing ABM for Everyone Week, which is <laughs> actually what I want to talk to you about today. I think of ABM as this very enterprise-centered, very expensive software that only the biggest companies that are attracting million-dollar deals are going after strategic clients, and they have enough resources to be that sort of pinpointed and strategic. Talk to me about how you define ABM and how that's changing to not just be for the enterprise market. Yeah. And Ben, I, th I think what you're articulating is a common misperception that we see all the time and possibly one that started from the way the ABM industry has grown up, where it was primarily focused on larger enterprise accounts only, almost like this unattainable high-end solution that wasn't for smaller companies or even medium-sized companies. And the irony here is that in many ways, it's companies with fewer resources that really have to focus on efficiency that can benefit the most from ABM. And for whatever reason, as the industry evolved, it felt like something you had to graduate to after you finished getting your CRM in place and then your marketing automation system. And then you kind of got that to a certain level of sophistication. 
maybe if you were lucky and there was growth, then you would sort of graduate on to ABM. But ABM or account-based really is just about understanding where you're going to get the most value, which accounts are going to bring you the most value and focusing on them, whether that is targeting your outbound efforts to accounts that are going to matter the most or understanding when you have inbound leads coming in that it's actually accounts that matter the most and are going to bring you the most value might be treated in a different way than just regular accounts that are coming in. So an account-based strategy is something that benefits every company. We sometimes actually have challenges articulating the benefits because it's so obvious, right? And it's just like, wouldn't you rather spend your time on the accounts that matter the most? Wouldn't you rather redirect your budget to the accounts that are most likely to bring you the most value? So that's kind of hard to articulate in a way that feels new because it's such a no-brainer. So that's kind of the underlying philosophy of ABM is that you should be prioritizing the accounts that are going to be the most valuable to your organization. And to me, there's a level of complexity that I want to dig into with you. There's a couple parts that go into prioritizing those accounts. First off, it's figuring out who they are and understanding what are either the signals that you're getting that highlight existing customers you have that drive the most value and finding companies that look like them, you know, doing your research and try to figure out who is the highest value cap. Like, how do you recommend companies figure out which companies to actually create an account-based marketing strategy for? First of all, another term that often gets overused, but is pretty fundamental and important is with our capabilities in terms of being able to not just gather data, but to process it and the algorithms that are out there, it's pretty easy to identify the characteristics of the accounts that are going to bring the most benefit to your company. Before, you know, 10, 20 years ago, you'd hire an intern for the summer and they'd kind of go do some research and come up with a list that maybe people believed in, maybe they didn't. Sometimes it saw the light of day. Oftentimes, once the intern left, the list got lost, right? It was sitting on a spreadsheet somewhere. But with the amount of data we have right now and the algorithms, it's pretty easy to actually come up with the characteristics of accounts that are going to matter the most. And then I think another misconception is when we talk about ABM, a lot of times people's minds go to the very tip of the iceberg, those top 10 accounts for each rep. So maybe 50, 100 accounts at most. And that's where people focus their ABM programs. Now, that might be where you focused the largest bucket of dollars and the most efforts. But we at Rollworks very much believe in ABM at scale. So we very much believe in looking at a target account list that is able to identify the number of accounts that your entire sales and SDR team could and should be working to get you to your goal. And that's very often, on almost every case, going to look like more than 10 to 100 accounts. And the trick there is being able to score those accounts and understand, okay, within this bucket list of, let's say, 5,000 accounts, there's a top tier where that's going to warrant bigger budgets, more effort, there's a medium tier where I'm going to see a lot of return. I just maybe don't have the bandwidth to do one-to-one outreach all of the time. And then there's a broader tier where if those accounts come inbound, or if I'm looking at one-to-many campaigns like advertising or content syndication, I would rather still focus on those accounts rather than the whole universe, right? So it is a way, it can be done at scale. And I think that's one of the biggest changes we've seen 
recently is people suddenly realizing that ABM can and should be looked at as a scaled program. It's interesting because I think of ABM being not only about identifying the most valuable accounts, but I also think of it being about personalization, right? You're changing your marketing message and strategies based on the highest priority accounts. You're doing more personalization. You use the premium tier, the valuable customers, and then the you'll take them if they come your direction. I, I don't know how to describe those customers other than enterprise growth and SMBs, right? Small, medium, large is what I'm trying to get across. When you are thinking about what your marketing strategy should be using ABM tactics, are you doing more personalization for each one of those buckets? Are you changing your marketing strategies depending on the size of the customers or where they fit in into your overall categorization? Let me clarify, it doesn't necessarily mean that that top of the pyramid are the largest accounts. It just might mean those are the priorities. So maybe you have a sales team where part of your sales team is focused on enterprise accounts. Another part of your sales team is focused on the SMB market. Well, the SMB market's top tier accounts are going to be smaller accounts. So your motion might look different for a top tier enterprise versus a top tier SMB account. But it doesn't mean that they're not considered what we would say is a grade A or a top tier account. Right. Essentially, it's high priority, a priority and low priority instead of small, medium, large. Yes. And there's a longstanding definition of what those priorities look like. That would be kind of your core target account list. But now with the data we see in terms of readiness signals, like people exhibiting intent on the internet or engagement with your brand, i.e. visiting your website multiple times, or you see multiple visitors from the same account coming to your website. If you see those readiness signals, that might boil an account up in terms of priority. So a top tier account that's showing no intent and no engagement might be something that I'm looking to nurture longer time. But if a medium tier account is exhibiting strong readiness signals, then that's something, for example, that I definitely want my STR sellers to be reaching out. I'm going to go back to my original statement here. I think of or have thought of ABM being this enterprise, very expensive, we're going after the eight-figure customer type strategy. And you're saying there are smaller companies that can implement ABM strategies. Talk to me about why this is happening now. Is there a technology shift that is making ABM available to everyone? Is the marketing mix broadly changing? Why is ABM becoming something that's more accessible down market than it was, you know, using the 10-year-old mindset that I'm coming from? I'll start with something we often say at Rollworks. Should we put a piece of content out there like you're doing ABM but didn't realize it? And the reality is like B2B marketers, you're doing a degree of ABM whether you realize it or not. And I'll, I'll give an example. Back when there were trade shows and you get the list at the end of the event, you know, you're bugging your event manager. I need to see the list. Let me see the list. You don't look and say, wow, Susan came by our booth. That's not the column you're scanning. The first thing you're scanning are the companies. That's account-based, right? And even though the algorithm is being run in our brains, which are significantly, at least mine is significantly less sophisticated than a computer, you're matching those accounts to, oh, I know them. They fit this industry that we're going after. I've heard of them, or I remember we're looking at them. So you're actually doing that anyway, right? And then you go and you look at the titles of the people. Oh, well, that's the CMO of this company that we've been trying to go after. Like, that's a top priority. So you're actually 
marketers for decades have been doing that in their heads anyway. And it's really about now we can do that in a systematic way at scale. So yes, it's wonderful that this person came and downloaded four white papers and went to six of our webinars, but rather than kind of look at just that activity, before I even figure out whether that's valuable or not, I'm putting the lens of, but what account are they coming from and what's their role within that account? And I'm kind of using that as my primary filter rather than just activity. And again, it feels so obvious. I just think the technology hasn't been packaged up in an attainable way. And then when it originally hit the market, it was going after, again, what you think of as the early adopters for ABM were these large enterprise accounts that kind of use experimental dollars rather than the heart and soul of demand gen teams, which are responsible for driving opportunities. It's very much how I think about what happened in email marketing and marketing automation, right? Marketo came out and was a enterprise level tool. And now that basic feature set of you need to understand how often someone has come, you're setting up triggers, your email marketing is based on interaction and data, not just a batch and blast approach. Right? We're seeing a similar thing happen in the ABM market where these algorithms that are looking at not only the company profile, but the data that we're getting from a potential customers' interaction with our web properties, all of the other data signals, instead of having that computation happen in our brain, which inherently is fraught with error, we're relying on algorithms to say, look, this is the account you should be going after. We've looked at the title of the person that's been engaged with your company. We've looked at the company profile, revenue, what their software is. We've looked at how engaged they are with the brand and how many times we've run across and their intent signals. It's buying time. And to me, the sort of maturity of that software and that technology and also how long it's been around so now it is ready to be packaged for down market is why we're starting to see this trend of ABM for everyone in 2021. Yeah. And again, there are a few things that have happened. I think I hate to bring up the pandemic, but that did force us as marketers to rethink what we were doing and our priorities. You know, the crutch of the trade show went away. There's only so many webinars you can do as a marketer at virtual event. There's always room for more podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> now we're dipping our toe into podcasts, having to rethink everything. So the way we approach digital, you know, I hope none of the CFOs are listening out here, but the big budget items were those big trade shows, right? And now suddenly, if our budgets are staying still, we have these big trade show buckets that we can go take and reallocate to presumably... Paying for podcasts, exactly. <laughs> paying for podcasts and programs where we're going to get a little bit better ROI. We miss the glitz of the show and the hype, and you do get fantastic things out of those events. So a lot of people were dabbling in digital. And again, I think sometimes it's really just education. So we talked a lot about the inbound and using an account lens to look at what's coming in. But the backbone of many ABM programs is account-based advertising. And I think it's not necessarily widely known that I can take this list. Here's the 4,000 accounts that matter the most to me. And here they are by tier. And now I can have pinpointed targeted advertising going only to the accounts that matter and the roles that matter within those accounts. So rather than just go have display advertising on a website for whoever, I can be pinpointing the people that matter the most 
I'm not only using account-based as a lens for people that are coming in, but I can proactively go after people that are on my list, on my kind of checklist. I call it like the bingo card. It reminds me of like the old travel bingo cards. I can literally go out and cherry pick the people that I want to be made aware of my solution and do outbound campaigns. And you talked about the personalization, Ben, and yeah, sometimes it warrants one-to-one personalization, right? You know, I'm showing specific ads to a specific company with the company name in the ad. I can actually do that programmatically. I can change dynamically, change the name of the person or the company on the ad, but there are multiple tiers of personalization, right? I can look at companies in a particular industry. I can target large companies versus small companies in a different way. The great thing about ABM solutions syncing up with your CRM is I could run an ad campaign that's very different for a company that I have not engaged with versus a company that's in an active sales cycle with me. And I want to focus maybe more on product capabilities or ROI or something like that. So Between one to the world and one to one personalization, there's certainly lots of in between as well. I think my takeaway is that when I asked why is this happening in 2021, there's a couple different factors at play here. First off, the technology is maturing to the point where it is now refined and accessible and user-friendly enough for the down market type of customers. We saw the impact of the pandemic. I know we're all tired of talking about it, but the reality is that the event marketing budgets went away. People are looking to be more personalized. And in our crisis marketing week, I talked a little bit about what was going to happen as a response to the pandemic and the smart marketers pulled back a lot of their paid advertising budgets to reserve their capital because times are uncertain. And they focused more on personalization and using data in channels that were driving organic or inbound growth, like your email marketing. I think ABM is another strategy that fits into that. And so we're seeing smart marketers not only be more strategic and selective about who they're advertising to, trying to be more personalized, get better responses, but we're also seeing a technology shift at well. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to Randy Barshak, CMO of Rollworks, for joining us. If you'd like to hear more of Randy and Rollworks tips to running a successful ABM campaign, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we talk about using ABM for growth and scale. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Randy, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her company's handle is Rollworks, R-O-L-L-W-O-R-K-S, or you can visit her company's website, which is Rollworks.com. Just one more link in our show notes that I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.
Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.